This is The Catch-Up with Nick and Hado. Hello, welcome to the Nick and Hado Catch-Up. First one for a while, Nick. You've been sick. Yes, but I'm back and I'm healthier than I've ever been. Not That's true. not true at all. You look terrible. Cut this part out, but it's, it's <laughs> the first scene from the truth. Yeah, I'm not going to cut it I'm out. so contagious. We're actually doing this. I'm sort of like the bubble boy at the moment in uh, Seinfeld, but I think that's also like based off of a historical thing. You know that kid that had his immune system was so bad he had to live in a bubble? Yeah, so he wouldn't get any germs and stuff. Yeah, But it's like that. You're the opposite of that. You're full of germs and you're spreading yeah. it around to everyone. I'm, I would, the I'm opposite of bubble boy. Considered a super spreader. <laughs> so not bad. Pretty good for Pretty me. Pretty cool little title. Hey, today on the show was a fun one. Um, we... Asked you, what did you find in your food? Some gross ones mm. and some dangerous ones. Yeah, it's always good answers for that one. Uh, we try to invest in some property. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I guess it is property, yeah. Yeah, it is property. It's uh, 69 acres. What do you mean? I don't get it. What's that? What do you mean? What do you you will when you're older. Don't know if I will. Mm, that doesn't make me sound good, does it? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, also, a bit on a bit more serious note, we shouted to uh, Sophie. She's the executive officer from Change the Record. They're an indigenous yeah. organization um, for indigenous justice, of course, in Australia, over in America. Crazy uh, times. Yeah, for you know, black deaths at the hands of police, and that's actually a huge issue in Australia as well. And people only. People have been talking about it for a while, but uh, a lot more now recently. So we thought we'd talk to Sophie about all that sort of stuff. Changetherecord.org.au if you want to read more about it as well. Uh, it's, yeah, very important. Very interesting. A lot of stuff I didn't know about. I thought yep. I was switched on to it, but uh, I'm learning lots of stuff. All that and all that. more. Mm. Uh, in today's catch-up. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Wrapping you up. Yep. Uh, all that and more coming up with today's catch-up. Oh, very good. Get up with Nick and Hado on hit. What people don't know, Hado, is that you're actually quite wealthy. So I've got <laughs> a bit of an investment. Not true at all. Yeah, I've got an investment opportunity for you here because I know you're pretty keen to splash some cash around at the moment. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where you're getting your information from. Uh, oh, I saw your paycheck. There's a lot of zeros on it. This is not. Okay. Yeah, anyway, oh, they're at the front of the numbers. That's probably not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's very sad, actually. Mm. Um, but I've got an, an interesting opportunity that could appeal to really anyone because someone across central Queensland or across Australia, really, could buy themselves some new property. Could buy themselves a private island, which is just off the coast of Gladstone. That's so cool. And it's not very much money at all. Like, it's shockingly cheap for an island. How much is it? I've heard about this. How much is it? It is $385,000. Jeez. And that'll get you a sweet, sweet 69 acres of great farmland. Yeah. Very good. Uh, an orchid with trees and fruit. Okay. Wildflowers. Incredible bird life. I know you love bird watching. Uh, 2,400 litres worth of rainwater storage capacity. Oh, great. And, I love rainwater storage capacity. And so. an old well that has an abundance of water. An old well. So if you like wells, which I know you do. <laughs> it's like my dream. Yeah. Oh, it's like paradise for this me. This is perfect. And it's up for grabs right now. Um, it was supposedly, it's been uh, recently put up on the market mm-hmm. uh, by selling agents Richard and Norell. Of Private Islands Online Australia. Right, very niche. Such a specific <laughs> website. I don't know how well they're doing during this pandemic. How I can't l- imagine it's, you know, terribly well. No, I reckon they'd be doing amazly well during it. They're trying to buy an island and get out of there. Oh, true. They're a- trying to self-isolate the best way you can. That's a, that's actually honestly incredibly clever. How far away is the island from the mainland? It's about a 30-minute boat ride, so I don't know so how... That's doable. You can go to the shops and stuff. Yeah. That's not crazy. That's Quicker to get it's quicker to get to this private island than it is to like go from Glady to Rocky. Yeah, cool. All right, I'm into it. Let's do it. All right, so I don't have any money. Can you loan me? How much was it? 
385,000. Apparently, you're not allowed to. $385,000 loan. You can't live on it for like 33 years or something. I don't understand how leases work. There's currently a lease on it. So someone's someone's hanging out there for about eight years. That's a long lease. And then there's another 25 they've got after it. (laughs) That's a very long lease. So it's a long play. Right. What are they doing on the island? Are they living there or is it? Hanging out. What do you do on an island? Just Probably spend time in the orchid. Yeah, okay. Um, hang out in the well. What's how many? How much does the island usually go for? Like, why is it so cheap? Ah, uh, I'm asking too many questions. <laughs> I think it's one of those classic situations. You know how when someone gets killed in a house, <laughs> you think it's a haunted island. I, I think it's probably it's either haunted or some something dodgy happened there once upon a time. Instagram, Instagram's telling me everything. Nick and Hado are on Instagram. Follow at HitCQ. Hado's High Speed Ha-Ha's. We get a random word, Hado, and you've got 30 seconds to craft, mm. to turn that word into a joke. Yeah. Uh, it is increasingly difficult for you. Well, do you find this difficult, or do you just find the pressure to be... Uh, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. All right. they, sometimes they come to me, sometimes I'm lost in the dark. Uh, you know? We do need some help coming up with that word, uh, 13, 12, 16, if you want to suggest one to us. We've got Danielle. Now, Danielle, don't tell Hado... The word we're playing with just yet. But on a scale of one to ten, ten being really hard, one easy, how hard would you say this word is? I think like an eight and a half or nine. Oh, God, that's really? a hard word. Because <laughs> I, I think you're, I, I don't, I don't want to disagree with you too much here, Daniel, because we, we do appreciate your calling. But uh, you've, I know the word. Mm. She told me off air, Hatter. Yeah. And I reckon, I reckon she's trying to, she's trying to play her. Okay. Or am I trying to play you? I don't know. Either way, I'm more nervous now than I was before. Alrighty. So. Well, Danielle's got that word ready to go. Oh God, a nine, a nine out of ten. Um, Hatter, I'm gonna count to the. I'm gonna go one, two, three. Danielle will say it. Okay. I've also written it down so there's no padding. There's never any padding in this show. This whole, I don't know. I think it's padding. Is padding. Okay. Um, Danielle, are you ready to go? Yep. All right. All right, here we go. Your 30 seconds will start as soon as you hear that word, Hato. What's the word? One, two, three. Flame. Flame. Like a fire. Okay. See, so, right, I've already got one that springs to mind. It's not great, so I'm going to try and get a different one. Well, that's every joke in this segment, isn't it? Mm. Hey, uh, you, how do you feel, think about this in terms of a difficulty, Hato? Do you think nine and a half is accurate? Mm, it's, it's, you know, flame is a bit conceptual. What is a flame? You know? It's, I don't think it's... Generally, it? it's quite fire-based, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Stop distracting me. Do you not know? Uh, no. Do you not uh, know what flame is? I know what a flame is. You're five. Um, Four, three, two, uh, no. one. Okay. Hater, your joke. Go. Um. So what did the cool fire say to the fire that was a bit of a loser? Your flame... Yeah. Danielle, like, like don't... lame. Danielle, before lame. you... No, we get it. Flame. We get it. Danielle, before you react, just know <laughs> that he's a grown man who can take <laughs> criticism. So don't feel like you've got to hold his hand. It was a hard this. one. Nine out of ten was right. Uh, Danielle, funny, yeah. or, funny or not, what do you reckon? Um, it was pretty average. So no? Danielle, you can't sit on the fence one, one way or the other. What do you reckon? <laughs> Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's not one of my best ones. I I, I know. I can take it, you know? Uh, joke was quite flame. (laughs) I see. It's it's catching on. It's catching on. Just like fire. It's it's pretty. Uh, Danielle, that joke from me, what do you think? Yeah, much better. Stop it, you two. How do I win this? Danielle, you're a legend. Thank you for calling. That's how we do Hato's high-speed ha-has. Get up with Nick and Hato on CQ's Hit. 
We want to know right now. 13, 12, 16, get on the phone. What did you find in your food? Imagine doing your weekly grocery shopping. Okay. You, you go around and you know you get you know your cereal, mm-hmm. flour, sugar, whatever you need to add. You get some fruit because you're trying to be healthy. I mean, maybe you've gone to Doblos, you're trying to shop local, trying to look after yourself, stay nice and healthy. Yeah. You take everything home, check it up on the counter. You go, you know what? That was a great shop. I'm going <laughs> to treat, treat myself to one of those lovely bananas that I just bought. Sure. It's a very long way to say, imagine buying a banana. But yeah. Yep. Hey. <laughs> you, you open up that banana. You're about to tuck in. Delicious banana. Probably one of the best you've ever had. Oh, my God. Yeah. Get to the point. <laughs> What's in the banana? And you bite into the banana and what crawls out? But a scorpion. A deadly, poisonous scorpion. This is what has happened to a couple from England who, after shopping at their local grocery store, Mm. uh, went back, cut up their banana, about to have a bite, and a scorpion crawls out of inside, been hiding in there from when it was imported from overseas. Right. It was an overseas scorpion too. Yeah. So if there's ever been a call to shop local, I think it's that. (laughs) Will international bananas poison you? Maybe, maybe Mm. not. But imagine finding that in your food, something that could potentially sting you, nip you. 13, 12, 16. Let us know what did you find in your food. It doesn't have to be as deadly as a scorpion. But stuff ends up in your food. All the time. Whether you work at a restaurant, whether you're cooking yourself at home, Mm. uh, things end up there. I used to work at this Italian restaurant when I was growing up. And stuff ended up in food all the time. Yeah. Because the... Like the service desk, like I guess where you put the meals and you go, ding, take this out to the sure. table. The pass. Is what that was called. that was near like a like a desk. So coins and stuff and pen lids fell in food all the time. Why would why awful. were coins falling into the, That doesn't sound right at all. Awful, awful design choice. I remember one time an elderly couple complaining that there was like bone in one of their dishes. I think it was like a risotto. Yeah. Ended up, was a dice. <laughs> it was a dice. Why was there a dice in there? Where's that from? I don't know. I guess it was just on the counter. And it just rolled in. It had f- f- fallen in. <laughs> Look, give us a ring right now. We want to know, what did you find in your food? Uh, is- We've got Heather from Rockhampton here. Heather, what did you find in your food? My daughter found half a caterpillar in her lettuce, and she's never eaten anything green since. <laughs> oh, no. Half a caterpillar is far worse than a full caterpillar. Did she eat half of the caterpillar? We don't know. You never know. And mm. see, Heather, you probably never will. <laughs> Trying to think about it too much. <laughs> uh, no, I did not know what is going on in the background there. That's wild. Thank you so much for the call, Heather. Let's get to some more calls. 13, 12, 16. Let us know what you found in your food. Who do we have here? Yeah, Chris. Chris, what'd you find in your food, mate? Mate, about five years ago, we were fishing off cans. Um, and the first drop pulled up a 13 kilo red emperor. Mate's put the net under it. Yeah photo and about probably 10 or 15 minutes later I just started feeling really really woozy like my heart was just going a million miles an hour Sure. and um, yeah the other fellow we had in the boat was a paramedic and it was a good thing he spotted the signs um, when he netted the fish and I held it up to bloody get a photo I put my hand straight on an ear of candy oh so in the the, the your food, the fish, had an irukandji yeah. in it. Wait, what's an irukandji? Is that a jellyfish? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. You had a jellyfish yeah, well, in your food. <laughs> no, well, it was it was the red emperor that I just caught, but as he's netted it to get it into the boat, it, it's come up in the net with it. Interesting. And uh, he actually found it in the bottom of the bloody kill tank. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, it, was, it was a mad dash to get back to shore then. Yeah. I, I mean, imagine. I assume he's fine now. He's all made it out okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not a problem there. I, uh, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy, though. Uh, that is completely it's fair, Chris. Thank you so much for the call. And didn't really answer the question. Let's take one <laughs> no, more he here, he Hato. Was, he was a jellyfish in his fish. Oh, he, didn't eat, he didn't eat it. Yeah, he touched oh, it. Hey, you with Nick and Hato, who do we have here? Hi, it's Michelle. Michelle, what'd you find in your food? Found a nut, as in Bito Bolt. <laughs> what was the dish? Pizza. Oh, in yeah. pizza? What kind of pizza? Because I can understand if it's one with a lot. You know, maybe they took it a bit literally. Yeah. Well, what? actually, it was with a lot. <laughs> well, you got what you paid for, I suppose. Yeah, it sounds like actually the restaurant that I used to work at. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the call, Michelle. I got Facebook. Keep up with Nick and Hado on Facebook. Search Hit Central Queensland. <laughs> If for a spot of exercise you enjoy taking your dog out for a walk, you might want to be a bit careful right now because there have been quite a number of wild dog sightings across Rockhampton. What does that mean? I don't know who <laughs> let the wild dogs out, Baja men, mm. to be honest with you. So there's wild dogs in, what do you say, yeah. was it Rockhampton? Rocky, uh, this is a warning coming from the council, a warning to residents of uh, Bursica, the uh, near Water Street. And uh, near Birdwood Park, uh, it's been issued yesterday off the back of a number of wild dog sightings. That's crazy. Uh, obviously, we're talking dingoes and just like feral dogs and stuff. I mean, dingoes. That's generally what wild dogs are. I mean, there's, there's other types. Well, are they wild dogs or feral dogs? Are they um, dingoes? I assume so. The pictures. Well, you don't assume they're dingoes. Oh, so the pictures they use in all the articles look like they're dingoes. Okay. So I'm assuming that's what they mean. But there's wild dogs, and there've been reports that they're actually are stalking people. Oh, my God. So, like, as you take, you know, a little fluffy and Fido for a walk in the evening after a long day on the books. You've got or, a bunch you know, of dingoes following you. You, you, do, you look around and very, like a cartoon, there's a dog hiding behind the corner, just waiting to pounce. See, I was imagining, when you told me about that wild dogs were roaming CQ, yeah. I assumed it was just going to be a ragtag bunch of mutts, like, you know, there's a chihuahua no. and a Labrador that have sort of gone... You know, on the lamb or something. Like the plot line to a hair in McCleary book. Yeah, I was imagining something nice like that. But you're talking oh. about rabid dingoes or well, something. Well, we don't know that they're rabid. We can assume. They're probably not rabid. No, I don't think rabies is really a thing here. But No. They get um, bitten, I would imagine. I think it's fair to say they're probably not the healthiest dogs. You don't know that. They're a, oh. Don't make assumptions, man. <laughs> don't make assumptions about them. That's rude. They're doing all right. That's unfair. Um, residents are being urged, of course, not to approach the animal because obviously there's that tendency of whenever you see a dog, you sort of get on your knees and go... Yeah. Hey, come here. Come here. And try and put your hand out so it yeah. can smell you and see that it's not a threat. If the dog realizes you're not a threat, bad news for you. Oh, yeah. You're on its menu. Because it's a threat to you. Uh, they're yeah. also being urged to report any sightings to council immediately. This doesn't just go for uh, areas near Bursica, which are having the sightings, but across the board for central Queensland, if you have wild dogs coming into <laughs> suburbia, um, sure you... maybe tell someone. Have they? How long have they been sticking around for? Wild dogs? Well, apparently they've been noticed uh, in more plentiful numbers over the last, last couple of weeks. Makes sense. So the, the occasional wild dog song, that's going to happen. Like, it's Queensland. <laughs> Does it? Okay. You know, there's, there's woodlands and stuff. Like, dogs are... <laughs> woodlands. Where do you think wild dogs normally I hang out, mate? I don't know. I don't think about wild dogs. I don't know where they from. I don't know what they do. I don't know uh, what they want. You can help stop the spread of wild dogs, Hater. Mm. Much like you can help stop the spread of coronavirus. It's about being clean and tidy. So making sure that you don't leave like food out in your garbage that they can smell. Yeah. Because if you know if you're providing for them, make sure you don't accidentally feed them by leaving scraps out. Okay. Or purposely feed them by leaving. So a lot of people who have like properties that aren't fenced in the back, for their dogs they might just like leave a bowl of oh, dog food around yeah. all the time. And the wild dogs coming through that attracts them. Hey, I just got a message from my girlfriend. She reckons that on top of Mount Archer and Rocky, there are stray dogs cross dingoes that just live at the top of Mount Archer. 
Right. Yeah. So that's what honestly that's what the, the picture of the bully are using looks like. Yeah, dingo cross like re- regular dog. Labrador or Dangerous, something. Dangerous, but <sighs> Deadly and cute combination. So cute, isn't it? Oh. Get up with Nick and Hato on CQ's Hit. Uh, Nick, obviously in the US right now, um, having there's lots and lots of protests. Tense uh, times. Right across the, the whole country. And probably called for. Yep. Um, of it's course, a big statement to make, but it needs to be made. Yeah, um, the whole uh, the Black Lives Matter movement to protest police brutality against Black people in America, and it's sort of uh, it's got a lot of people talking about what's actually happening in Australia because it's been going on here for a long time as well. And to shed some light on that, we have got Sophie Trevitt. Uh, she is the executive officer from Change the Record. Uh, it's Australia's only national Aboriginal-led justice coalition. She joins us right now. Good morning, Sophie. Good morning. So I feel we've seen a lot of uh, negative things happening overseas for quite some time now. Has this uh, brought any more attention to our own domestic issues? Because I know that race overseas, big issue, but mm. it's not like uh, we have it at all perfect in this country. Yeah, that's right. So I think we have seen an upsurge in um, people from all around Australia mm. looking at America, for example, the mm. racism and police brutality, but then also turning that, that gaze on our own country and some of the really distressing um, facts and figures that we have at play here. So, for example, we know that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are incarcerated at the highest rate in the world in Australia. Um, And people all around the country, as you know, are are gathering and are preparing for protests this weekend and are speaking out and saying that we don't want this to happen in Australia Mm. um, either. Yeah, right. I mean, I I sort of, I thought I was a pretty switched on person when it came to this sort of stuff with with racism in Australia. But in the last few days, I've heard so many new things that I'd never heard before. I mean, that's experiences that that are just really disgusting. I mean, that fact about uh, Indigenous and Torres Strait Islander people being the highest incarcerated people in the entire world is absolutely ridiculous right. to me. Uh, Sophie, have you seen in the last few days, I mean, I've seen it on my on my timeline and that kind of thing, um, are a lot more people speaking up now than, than usual? Yes, and we've received so many calls and emails from members of the public asking how they can help. And mm-hmm. I think that is one of the really positive things that has come out of you know, an undeniably tragic yeah. um, and unjust situation is that People are, are saying, no, this is not the type of country, this is not the type of racism that we want to be a part of. Mm. How can we be a part of, of making things different? Yeah, right. And what is the answer to that question? How can everyday Australians help with this issue? Because, I mean, we've seen it uh, for a long time. We saw it, I mean, the other day, it was in New South Wales, I believe, there was a, an Indigenous kid getting slammed on his face by a police officer for, for no reason at all. Awful footage. It was horrible footage to see, and that's not the first time we've seen videos like that. What, what can everyday Australians do to, to help with this? Yeah, so I think that there are a number of things. I mean, in the in the very first instance, coming up this weekend, there are rallies all around the country. Yeah. These are peaceful rallies, which are designed to to send a message really loudly and clearly that we want to end black deaths in custody in Australia Mm. um, and that we want to see an end to the sort of racist policing, that the actions that that you just described that happened to that young fella earlier this week when he was slammed to the ground by police officers. These are not scenes that that, that people want going on in our country. so the first thing to do is that you can um, physically join join these rallies um, or you can add your voice um, in demonstrations of support. Yeah. We know, I think the thing that is so frustrating is that we know the solutions to these issues, but they haven't been implemented by mm. governments, uh, yeah. Labor and Liberal, all around the country. And so we need the public momentum demanding change. 
Now you talk about momentum, and obviously you're getting a little bit of that at the moment, as you said, change the record, fielding many calls, emails, and queries about what people can do right now. Prior to this last week or so, what what is day-to-day life for change the record? What what are you doing? Like how are the gears constantly churning in the background to create change? Yeah, so change the record. Our um, whole mission is to end the mass incarceration of Aboriginal people um, and to end the disproportionate rates of family violence that affect Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women in particular. Mm. And so over the the last few weeks, like everybody else, we've been affected by COVID-19. And so we've just released a national report that shows the way in which COVID-19 policies, like many other things, disproportionately impact on Aboriginal people. So Mm. really similar to the conversation we were just having, we were seeing more COVID-19 fines being issued against Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. So again, people being punished, but by laws that aren't in place to punish people, they're in place to keep us all safe and to healthy. Help people. Yeah. That's right. So so we've been working on those sorts of things and, and I guess one of the big campaigns that we're working on at the moment is to raise the age of criminal responsibility so that we no longer see ten year olds, eleven year olds, twelve year olds thrown into prison cells when they should be receiving support and care um, and remaining at school and with their families. Wow. Obviously we're speaking very positively here, or it's a positive hope, I suppose, that the momentum we have right now, do we see this as a change, this, I guess, that movement to change the criminal responsibility age? Mm. Do we see that as a likelihood to happen in the near future off the back of this? Or is this something that we're looking at ha- like happening over the space of a few years now? Well, this, I mean, this has been a recommendation of countless uh, reports, inquiries and yeah. royal commissions. So it's well and truly time for this to happen. Um, there is a key decision-making point this July. So we'll be launching a public campaign within the next two weeks, um, calling on attorney generals and, and state premiers uh, to take action and to, and to make the decision in their state irrespective of what the rest of the country is doing, to show some leadership and keep 10, 11, 12-year-olds out of prison. Um, But like many things, this fight has been going on for a really long time. So again, we would be urging members of the public to take this opportunity when we are confronted with the tragic and unjust um, treatment of black people in America, but also right here in Australia, and say, no more, we're going to join some of these efforts to demand justice. Yeah, right. Awesome. Well, we are looking forward to July and we're looking forward to keeping up to date and we'll mm. possibly touch base as we get closer to. Sophie, thank you so much for your time this morning. We really appreciate it. No worries. Thank you so much. Yeah, and changetherecord.org.au is the place to go if you want more information about these issues. That was the Nick and Hato Catch-Up. Listen live weekdays from 6am on his.